You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having. But you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and on Facebook, facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Show your support for Real Men Feel by shopping at realmenfeel.org slash swag, by visiting digitaltipjar.com slash realmenfeel, or even text us a tip. You can show some love for Real Men Feel by texting Real Men Feel, that's all one word, to 504-226-5306. You'll receive a link back to complete your tip and choose the amount. This is a weekly program, and your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's dive into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. Apio Hunter is not joining us again this week. He is still in Peru having the time of his life, I, I hope and pray. <laughs> uh, everything I've seen on Instagram so far has shows them having an exciting time. Uh, and I'm really uh, excited for today's guest. Um, it is someone I've had the pleasure of, of editing the work and my work as an editor at the Good Men Project. That's how I've come across, across Al. And uh, well, let's just jump in and welcome Al DeLuis. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> you, said it, you said the name right, so you're good. All right. Yay. And you, gave you, little, you gave it even a little extra flair. I, the, the Luis? That's nice. I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start doing that. All right. A little <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, what we want to talk about tonight was, was having a positive relationship with your ex-wife. Right. And well, anyone's ex, not not just your ex-wife. Well, I'd like to have a positive relationship with somebody else's ex-wife. That would be nice. <laughs> Get me out of the house. I mean, you know, something. We, no, were chatting, we were chatting a little bit earlier. It sounds like you know that's you. You do need to be dating someone to have your house worthy of living in. Even my house. I I was saying that I've turned my desk around so that all you see is the wall behind me because you don't want to see that part of that the room because my house is a mess. And I was saying that I actually came home from work one time and my front door was open and there was a detective and a policeman standing at the door because my front door had blown open and the neighbors called and said you know we know he's not home. So when I walked up to the policeman, he said, you live here? And he, I go, yeah. And he just went, he just shook his head. And I'm like, okay. Next day I took off work and cleaned my whole house. So, it's filthy now, but. So did they it, really think it was a crime scene as they saw the actually, door open? You know what? I didn't think of that, but it probably could have thought, you know, somebody tossed this whole house. <laughs> <laughs> they opened every door, every door in my house. It was wide open because they had a look and thought somebody was in the house. Wow. So, yeah. Because so, I said the only time I clean my house is when I, I'm dating somebody, and that's why it's so filthy. And I said same thing with my car. My car hasn't seen a car wash in a long time. So, 
So there's no no OCD tendencies in your life? Then. No, not at all. I actually bring garbage into my car just so I have more in there. It's just I take garbage from other people's car and throw it in my car. Just, just makes you feel cozy? I do. I feel more comfortable that way. <laughs> All right, we'll try to throw some trash out. You'll get some really <laughs> horrible you. comments about you and the show. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put my address up. You could just mail me stuff. <laughs> that would be a first. So. <laughs> cool. so, so while you're on and kind of speaking as an expert on having a wonderful relationship with, right. with your ex, um, is that everything I've read from you is kind of the adventures of you and your ex-wife. It kind of turns out that way. She... She's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. She just always does something that go, you know what? I think I'm going to write about that. The one thing I, I've said from the beginning when I started this blog in 2012 was I don't write about anything about Arlene that I don't run by her first. And the funny thing is she'll actually go, hey, remember the time, even without me prompting her, remember the time blah, blah, blah happened? And, uh, you know, she tries to come up with ideas. And the funny thing is I get a lot of flack from people that say, how could you talk about your ex-wife like that? And she goes, have them call me. I'll talk to them. Like she's ready to defend it. And she says, people don't, you know, why are they taking offense? If I don't take offense to it, why should they take offense to it? Have and, you ever uh, come up with a reason for that? Like, why do you think some people are bothered that you can make fun of each other? I, I don't know. I, um, and again, most of the time, it's not like I'm making fun of her. Like this lad, the blog I did a couple of last week called Cry, uh, Driving Miss Crazy, it was about whenever I drive with Arlene, and we're, we went to Baltimore, went to Philadelphia, and all I did was write exactly what she does, and I run it past her, and actually, there was a part where I was saying she just blurted out this song. I had to ask her, what was the song that you blurted out? Because I couldn't remember, and it was the Michael Jackson song, Beat It. So she actually collaborated. I've asked her to write a blog for me, but she hasn't done that yet. Like explaining exactly what you just asked. Like, I don't know why you people are getting mad at him for writing about me if I don't care. Right. So, hmm. so it's more that you're, you're having fun with her as opposed to making fun of her. I, I'm absolutely not making fun of her. And the, the thing with Arlene is that she will laugh louder about what I write about herself than anybody else would. So she has that sense of humor that, she can laugh at herself without ever taking offense to it. So, so, so you started writing about your life in 2012, you said? I had gone through the separation and divorce in 1999. And not to make it sound like everything was rosy, at first it was really, it was difficult. And uh, I was out with my friend Phil, who's my son Alexander's godfather. And I was drinking a lot and just complaining about everything. And Phil's the one that went to me Al, your entire life is nothing but conflict and scotch. And I went, you know, that is a great, great name. And even in my drunken stupor, I remembered it. So when I started the blog, I knew what I was going to call it. And it's been there. So I, I've been writing my whole life. I just never found the right voice. I think writing this essay style, I wish I had started this way when I was younger. I think I would have been a little further along. Um, so yeah, since, uh, 2012, I think I started, it actually started because my daughter graduated NYU and she went for an interview for an editor for the Huffington Post and she lied and said, oh yeah, I helped my dad with this website. And then about two hours later, I get an email from this woman who says, Hey, we'd like you to write for us or, you know, at least we'll upload your, and I only had four stories at that time. And so I did Huffington Post. I did Good Men Project for a while. Then I went back to Huffington Post. And now I'm back at the Good Men Project. 
So yeah, it's just it's cathartic sometimes. You know, it's nice to get stuff out there. Have, have, has your writing always been been humorous? Have you ever, no, no. This was a whole new thing for me. I used to write very serious short stories, or you know, I, I can't even remember how. But it was always like character driven, but they were not not funny at all. I mean, maybe lines here and there, but this uh, this type of writing, I I wish, like I said, I wish I discovered that I should have been an essayist or something early on. I probably would have been further along. Uh, so, but no, this was, this was brand new for me, uh, when I started writing this. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll put links to the conflict and scotch and everything on good men project at realmenfield.org. Okay. Um, cause like, I, I read your stuff while I'm editing it and I, it cracks me up. So, like I read it again when it's live, like, <laughs> I don't do that for anything else. So, right. so I, I don't know if it's cause you know, everything else I'm editing is just this serious, heavy, heavy well, topic. And then I'm like, I'll go to something from Alan. <laughs> Well, that's what we talked about when I first came over. I said, I don't do political stuff. I don't do, because, you know, I just, I don't. And so this is all just more lighthearted and, you know, about the kids, about my ex-wife, about dating. I've written about dating. I've written about, you know, and like you said before, um, somebody will say something. Next thing you know, I have a blog idea that I didn't have five minutes ago. So like the one I just wrote about my sister and her two boyfriend meeting my brother for the first time. And I, you know, a week ago I hadn't, that wasn't even an issue. And then next thing you know, and I thought it turned out pretty funny. So. Yeah, Cause so, so many of your things are, are universal situations and then you get specific, specific right. your example of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So. And I mean, that, that's how comedy works. Yeah. Right. I, well, I'm hoping it's funny. Sometimes I write something I think is really funny and they're like, nah, I, I didn't get it. You know, I'm like, really? I thought it was pretty obvious, but not everybody's going to like everything so yeah but speaking of people not liking everything what uh, have you had something that just landed the wrong way that got a lot of negative feedback or i one of the first articles posts i wrote was about my daughter amanda she graduated from nyu and on the train trip from nyu to jersey city it was uh, myself my son alexander uh and uh, arlene and her boyfriend dennis and there was a fire on the train tracks so the train filled up with smoke and we had to get out. Well, most people just walked out. Arlene took off through the smoke crowd because she thought that place was burning down. So I wrote about that and I got about 175 comments. How could you talk about your ex-wife that way? I, you know, blah, blah. I was just like, it was funny. She thought it was funny. And that was the only time I said there's a, there's a, a theory, uh, how many comments do you get before somebody compares you to Hitler? And somebody about 140 comments in compared me to Hitler. I don't, I don't know how, I'm much taller, but uh, so, <laughs> so that, that was about the best. And that, I, I actually heard from people who read it that I didn't even know who they were. I mean, mentioned it to people that I knew that I didn't know who they were. That's how, it was weird. It was great, but it was weird. I'd never really had that before. So there's a whole seven degrees of separation of Al going around. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you a real quick story, which I think is pretty funny? Um, That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> this has nothing to do with my ex-wife. So uh, when I was with Huffington, when I used to write for Huffington Post, they would, uh, an editor every once in a while would go, can you give us some thoughts on like dating over 50 percent? So I gave them three or four things about dating over 50. So when I saw the article, the people in the article were George Clooney, um, 
Al Pacino, Robert Red, all having comments about dating over 50. And then there's me. So the comments we got was, who the hell is Al D. Louise? You know, because I'm like with George Clooney and everything. So I was, I always look on my name, see where it gets picked up. And all of a sudden there was an article in uh, Norway. They picked up the Huffington Post article. And I'd look and it says, okay, there's a picture of George Clooney. There's a picture of, you know, Robert Redford. They don't have a picture of me. So they put a picture of Dom DeLuise in there holding a glass of wine and, and wearing a chef hat. So I'm like, okay. So then there, there was another article in Norway who wrote, Al DeLuise might be famous in America, but nobody knows him in Norway. I'm like, who, who is picking up on these articles? It was great. It was the most fun I ever had with something just spiraling and just, being picked up by other by other newspapers it was great it was the most fun i had i think uh yeah did, did you get an international speaking tour out of that or i'm gonna be like a, you know like, impersonator i'm you know i'm gonna be like jerry lewis i'm gonna be big in norway he was big in france i'm gonna be big in norway if i if i ever go over there i expect a pretty good turnout yeah you gotta at least start teasing it coming soon yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um well, so yeah, was, especially because Norway got in the news with with uh, President Trump not long ago. You could have jumped on that. Uh, this was this was a couple of years ago. This was pre-Trump, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was a there was a pre-Trump world. <laughs> there was. <laughs> um. So so that was the most fun I had. But yeah, it's it's interesting when I first started, like seeing where things would show up. Hmm. A lot of my articles showed up on lawyers' divorce pages, like you know. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, I know why, but I didn't think lawyers had like blog posts and I would see my, my blog about say something with divorce or ending up on some lawyer's webpage, you know, yeah, trying to sell his, sell his services. Yeah. yeah. Trying to make them seem a little human and have a sense of humor. Maybe. And, yeah. Or like, Hey, don't be this guy, hire us, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so were, did you and Arlene have this uh, kind of jokey fun relationship while you were married or did only after the fact? All right, this interview is over. No, uh, um, she was fun. She was a lot of fun. My friends loved her when I, you know, we were first married, and stuff. yeah, she definitely was a, a a fun person. Um, yeah, I would say so until things, yeah, and then you know, like I have a good relationship with her now, but like I said, when f things first started, it wasn't always the easiest thing to do. But um, I, you know, I have three kids, and I've heard horror stories from other people of what they went through with divorce. So we just kind of, we just decided, you know, we're just going to, you know, not fight in front of people, not talk about each other. We've seen, I've seen too many times where like one spouse parent talks bad about the other parent. And that's one thing we've never done. She's been always very supportive. Uh, she cooks me food sometimes, you know, I'll actually go over for a steak dinner with her and like my kids are home or something. So it's funny because we always, but, people in my family always wondered, like, if we hadn't gotten divorced, would we have worked through what we went through and come out like this on the other side, you know, having this kind of jokey, you know, friendly relationship? I, I couldn't, I don't have an answer for that. Hmm. I don't think so. I think it's better this way, you know? So you, you discovered that you, you make much better friends than you did? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, plus I said three kids and it's, it's, it, it's, I've seen horror stories, and I wasn't going to go through that. So. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, is, there's no real secret to to having a a positive post divorce life, except deciding to do that. I mean, I'm not going to say we don't yell and scream at times. I mean, um, I, I don't like. 
I like to save money. Arlene likes to spend my money, you know, that kind of thing. That's where we have our most argument. Literally, the most we argue is about, is about money, probably. Um, so I think, I, this is, I don't know how to say this without sounding horrible. I don't think she was like really the love of my life kind of thing. So my, my words, literally the night before I got married was, how bad could this be? That's not something you want to put in your wedding vow. So I think for that reason, we went through hell. But I think because it's not like I could see her like she's dating somebody and I'm like, I'm heartbroken. No, good for you, you know. Um, but I think part of it is making that determination that I'm not going to fight over everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we had a house. She took that. No, she didn't take the house. I mean, because the three kids were in the house. So take the house. You know, uh, you have to, most people would go to uh, court for years. I had a friend that went to court for years, even after he was divorced. His ex-wife still brought him back to court, Mm. you know, just fighting over petty things. To me, it's not worth it. Plus, I'm very lazy. Fighting gets a lot of energy. You can't really do that. You just give up. I just give up. My family will actually agree with that. Yeah, I just give up. No, I'm I'm pretty, uh, yeah. It was, it's, it was worth not having that fight to end up like this. Because she is very good. I, I, my car breaks down, I call her. She come, picked me up, you know. I had an issue a couple of years ago where blood clot went to my eye. I couldn't see anything. She grabbed the three kids, took me to the hospital, you know. So, and I'll go do stuff. I just went over there today, right, pending Nor'easter. And I, she wasn't home, so I had to go feed the dogs and the cats and, you know, let the dogs out, feed them stand over the cat while he's eating so the dogs don't eat her food. So, so it, it does help because if I was just, yeah, without that connection to somebody, like I said, we have three kids. So when they come up, I could go over there for dinner. It's not like, okay, you have dinner with your father on Monday night while you're here for three days. And then I'll have dinner with him, you know, with me on Tuesday night. And even after we were divorced, even early on, we would go to my, our kids' sporting events. My daughter played basketball, my son football, and the other son track. And people didn't even know we were divorced. We'd sit with each other and, you know, she would yell. She was more the guy when it came to sports. She was the one that would yell at the umpires and stuff. And I would just sit there and make believe I didn't know her. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah. So cause I, my, my parents divorced when, when I was like five years old. So I don't remember right. them being together. And they got divorced at a time when like nobody else in, you know, my right. school was divorced and they right. didn't talk to each other. And my fam- my school plays and stuff, I'd have go over this half of the room for that family oh. and this half of the room for that family. So did you grow up with any sort of experience like that, that you knew you did not want to have as an adult? No, my parents uh, were married, you know, stayed married. Um, no, I just, I just saw, I think the only experience I had was by people at my age of what they were going through in terms of just losing everything. Um, so I, I knew I didn't want to do that. Uh, I, like I said, it makes it so much easier. Uh, um, fight over that. And like, like my, I think my youngest might've been four when we got divorced. So I didn't want to do every other weekend. I didn't want to do only see you, you know, so we would split the weekends or we would do, hey, I got, I got to go to a wedding this weekend, so I can't get the kids, I'll get them later. Okay, you know, same back and forth. So it wasn't necessarily an experience I had growing up. It was more as an adult seeing other people go through hell. You know, somebody's calling the cops or I got to pick up the kids, but you can't come in past the, the sidewalk or I'm going to call the police. And I didn't want to do any of that. 
Yeah, all these sort of fights without anyone winning is just no, not at all. Constant fighting. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. So, so what what do your kids think about the your columns now? Do they do you do they are they reading things? Are they discovering things about you both? Um, I don't know if they're discovering things. Probably are. I never thought of that. I mean, I know they read it, and again, I don't give away anything too personal uh, at a very personal. Like, uh, I'm never going to write about you know what we went through during the divorce. That's just nobody's business but ours. But, you know, her driving like a nut going to Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to write about that. And, you know, kids probably know that because they've been in the car with her when she's <laughs> singing Michael Jackson to nobody. Um, so, and yeah, and I'll, I'll throw things off uh, uh, my kids, uh, like an idea or ask them to, you know, read this. Uh, how does it, how does this sound? So yeah, they, it's been good. And I had to write, I, they're the only people I don't ask if I'm writing about them because I figure I paid enough money for them. I, I could write anything I want. And I pretty much have. I won't embarrass, I won't embarrass them, but you know, I will, I will write about them. Dad thinking you're embarrassing them and the <laughs> child thinking they're embarrassed are very different things though, right? Right. So, so, but yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been fun. So. So I know we, you, you did say that, and that people have asked that, that since you have this relationship, if you had just stuck together, would you have gotten to this place? But right. let me ask kind of the flip of that. Have you ever found yourselves, um, you know, getting along so well that you've considered dating or getting remarried? Has it ever gone no. back? No. Nope, nope. Well, she's actually engaged to somebody down, or somebody, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> but no, it would, uh, it would, uh, it never crossed my mind. I've had friends tell me that. I've had family tell me that. They... What Arlene, time you should get back together? I, yeah, they love Arlene. She's been to my nieces and nephews' weddings and my sister's, you know, 60th birthday party, you know. So, but I, I don't think that's ever crossed my mind. I would get half my money back. That would be nice. I miss those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, has... you? So, you've said she, Arlene gets to see anything you're going to mention about her before... Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and w w without saying what they are, have there been any times that she said, no, you can't share nope. that one? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. And I said, like she said, she's, I'll write something, go, and then she'll add something to it. Remember that time I did some, you know, and I'm like, okay. It's funny because I wrote something about the day we got engaged. Her fit, I don't know if her family's fun. When, it, when I announced, we announced our engagement, I got in a huge fight with her family. I won't go into details. Well, you could read the blog. Uh, so before I was going to write that, I said to them, you, I'm going to write about this. You remember when I got engaged? And nobody remember, none of them remembered it. I'm like, are you, I was a traumatic moment in my life. Arlene stormed out of the house. I'm yelling at her sisters for like three hours. And they were like, I, I don't remember. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to write it. So I did. So you're just another boyfriend at that point. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm amazed they didn't remember, but, you know, that's all right. Well, I guess it was more traumatic for me than for them. Yeah, so. I guess that's the beauty of trauma. It, yeah, it, yeah. It makes the horrible impact only on one person, ideally. <laughs> yes, and it was me. So, But I did. I wrote the blog about it. It was, I, again, it, uh, we got engaged on 10987, so 10, October 9th, 87. And the blog is 10987. If the day you get engaged sounds like a countdown to an explosion, you should rethink it. <laughs> So. <laughs> but you went forward. So how long? How long were you married? Uh, I always said we were never going to make double digits, and we made to ten, ten years. 
but I've been out, out, I got paroled. I've been out, so 99, almost 15. I've been out longer than I was in. Yeah. I always said it's like those smoking ads they used to say, if you smoked for 10 years and then you, you don't smoke for 10 years, your lungs are clear, my lungs are clear. Right. So, so you're, so you're back uh, I've been out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm back. I, I'm, I'm good to go. Or actually meet somebody. I'm good to get married again, which I don't know if I ever would, though. Cause, oh, that was going to ask. Would you, is that? Man, look at this house. Who wants to live? No. Uh, I don't know if I could. It's, I've been alone, not alone. I mean, I've dated and, you know, year, year here, year there with people, year and a half. But I don't know if somebody would want to put up with me at this point. I'm so ingrained in my in my ways. Yeah. So I mean, I would if if I ever met somebody. Do, do you ever meet women that that discover the the blogs and realize, oh, I don't I don't want to be involved with you because I don't want to be in these stories? Um, no, I did date somebody, and she said, don't ever you know write about me because she was a very private person. So and again, because I know how she is, I would never. Right. I did write a blog about a woman I dated, but I changed her name and it was just like, I, she's never going to come across this. So um, that was somebody I would have definitely considered. The one person I met since the divorce, we dated for about a year and a half and then she promptly moved to the Midwest. And I was like, I was thinking for about a minute that I would move to, but I had three kids. I wasn't going anywhere. Did she ask you to? She... My sister hates when I say this. She asked me if I wanted her to stay here. But it was only like six months into it, and she had already made plans to move. And I'm thinking, if I ask you to stay, and three months from now we break up, and you got to start all over, I couldn't ask somebody to do that. But, but we did talk about me moving out there, and then eventually it just ended. She got remarried, and she's, I'm sure she's fine. I, don't, I haven't talked to her. Last time I talked to her, was he, you know, when you make those drunken calls in the middle of the night, and I used to do that a lot. And then at one point she says, you know, Al, just call me back when you're sober. And I've never talked to her again. <laughs> but have, so, have you been sober? Oh, no. I've been. No. <laughs> so conflict and scotch is still going strong. Co conflict and scotch. I would, I would feel I was not true to my word if I did not keep both conflict and scotch in my life. So. <laughs> I, my my liver might disagree with me, but uh, there you go. That's funny. So, yeah. d d having your experience and seeing so many bitter divorce experiences, do do you think that that anyone that everyone could make a positive no. experience? Out I mean, of it? I mean, I think you could make a positive experience out of anything, but I think a lot of times people are just they're out to get the other person. They're they're angry for whatever reason. This person that I once said, I love you and married, either they did something or you did something. But I mean, there are times when something comes up and I still get, you know, mad about something I've heard or, you know, seen or, you know. Um, but I think if you, like anything, you have a positive attitude towards something, that helps, I guess. Um, but I don't, I think depends on what that person did. But like I said, we, we went through a lot. So, I mean, the fact that we, Actually, the fact that we got to this point, I think 99% of the people could get to this point unless that other person is just solely out to get you, like to be vindictive or something. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing is turning the kids against each other. To yeah. me, that was the one thing that that I was glad we didn't, I didn't have to fight to prove that, no, what your mother said was wrong. Um, 
And the same thing with her. She's never said anything about me that I know of, but I'm assuming she hasn't. And I would never say anything about her. I would say a lot of stuff about her, but always in the blog, making fun. Right. So, but, and the kids, my kids are doing very well. And I think that's part of it is um, they didn't have to see us yelling and screaming at each other. Sure. I mean, I, I, that's got to be a big part. Yeah. Because so. So, there could be, my parents got divorced or hell yeah, right. my parents are divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, we would go to things and we would stand there and people would have no idea. Like we would go, yeah, no, we're not married. And like, what do you mean you're not? Perfect example. I was where I work at at and not a secret. So I had got left, let go in 2003. So Arlene works at at and So she called me and said, listen, we, we, there's a job opening here. So I ended up getting a job in the same group with her. So on my computer, I had a really cool picture of my three kids. They were like, maybe Amanda was 16 or something like that. So I'm in a meeting, so I had to run a presentation. So I turn on my computer and there's the three kids. And I'm going, yeah, that's Arlene and I's kids. And this one guy goes, wait a minute, what? I go, yeah, it's Arlene and I, wait a minute. Like he didn't even know, he goes, you guys were married? I'm like, damn, we're divorced. Wait a minute, you guys are divorced? Like you couldn't believe it because we were sitting there Talking, you know, blah, blah, and no idea. So that's the reaction we get sometimes from people like, you guys are married or you guys were married. And, and if I'm ever out somewhere and there's like a nice looking woman and I'm with Arlene, I always make it abundantly clear that this is my ex-wife so that if I want to talk to this nice lady over here, they won't get the wrong impression. So, <laughs> so we, we, you mentioned the, uh, the article that got the most feedback and comparisons to Hitler. Has right. there kind of been anything that's kind of gone the opposite way that just um, I don't know, got a, a bigger positive reaction out of people than you thought? Or uh, uh, I can't think off the top of my head. Or maybe maybe, be, maybe taking off in Norway would be. Well, well, that was, again, that was my best one. That was the most fun I had. Um, I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of them are, most of the things are positive. Um, I don't get a lot of comments on stuff anymore maybe on Facebook, but uh, sometimes I, I get asked, you know, does your ex-wife know you're doing this? And I give that, ex uh, that's about the most I've ever been asked any question is like, does your ex-wife know this? And I have to go with, that's why I wanted her to write a blog and yeah. she never has. So, but yeah, I can't think of anything that got the most, actually the driving Miss Crazy one, the one I just did probably got the most hits on my website for this year so far. So, yeah, and I, I'll sh I'll share the story kind of behind the scenes when you first submitted that, and it was about you know the the other the the executive editors at the Good Men Project were concerned about this post that, that this new Al guy had written, and uh, I devouched that no he his ex wife is alive and not in your trunk and right. she actually has read this and gave it a blessing and then they you know they had to like somebody had to vouch for that that it like everything you say is true and because you. The first line of that post was even, first off, before you yes, yes. yell at before me, you start calling me. This. Yeah. I said, before you yell at me, I'm not a sexist, I'm not a whatever, misogynist, I'm not a whateverist. Um, well, actually, I was glad you still printed it when my reply to you was, no, Arlene's not in the trunk. She's pretty small. I could fit her in the glove compartment. But Wait, then <laughs> I wanted to add that, but I just <laughs> Oh, no, you keep going. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I really do. I want her to, to write a post at some point. I, but she's actually she's one of these people that never sits still so she's probably uh, running around running around so just record it i should that's a good idea 
and transcribe it. Or just, yeah. <laughs> Put her on the phone. She, she's a video podcaster, right? There you go. That's funny. So uh, let's see. Is there um, – there's nothing that she's vetoed, and is there anything besides the actual divorce? Is there, are there any adventures since then that, you know, oh, I could write about that, uh, no, or that you've gone back and forth on, anything like that? No, a, a lot of them are not so much stuff that happens now. It's like I have to remember of something that we did while we were married or early on in divorce, but I can't think of anything like I really would say, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'll probably, I would always defer to her point of view and say, I was thinking of doing this, and if she says no, then I wouldn't do it. But so far, she's never said no. So I guess I haven't been devious enough. I have to come up with something really good. <laughs> And do you still have a, a deep, deep well of, of stories or memories that get triggered? Um, I have to think about it. Uh, I'm sure I had, well, we were married 10, divorced 15. I, I still saw her the whole time. So that's like 25 years, almost 30 years. Wow. Yeah, it's over 30 years, I guess. So I, if I sat down, I'm sure I could think of, of, of more stuff. But so far, I haven't run out. Yeah. So, so they're out there. Yeah. Would do you um but you were writing before the divorce as Yeah. Yeah. Um I had uh like I said, most of my stuff was more serious, more character driven, and nothing's ever been I got one story published. There's a friend of mine out in Seattle, Oregon, Oregon, who ran a a website called Aspiring Writer. And I really wish she was like work for the New Yorker because she loves my work. She's always promoting me. She's been promoting. She actually owns Conflict in Scotch. I was, I, I've never met her. I was on the phone with her. And I said, I'm thinking of doing a website, Conflict in Scotch. Hold on. Here. Okay. And she bought the URL. I mean, she gave it to me. I have it. But, <laughs> but I was that. So I've been writing since I was, I mean, yeah, I was a little kid. I was writing on my little Smith Corona, you know, mustard yellow typewriter. And, uh, but I had one short story published in some newspaper upstate New York. And then aspiring writer published some of my stuff. And then this, this is the most I've ever had exposure to. Um, working on a one act play. I have to submit in, in the next couple of days to a playhouse in Shawnee, Pennsylvania. They do a, they, once a year, they'll take submissions for one act plays that they'll then put on the following year. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'm hoping at least they give me a good feedback on it. And then of course I want to write the book, which will be conflict and scotch, but hopefully some newer stuff. And is the play a little autobiographical, autobiographical piece as well? Uh, to some extent, but not about Arlene, more about me. Um, I don't want to give anything away. So yeah, it's, it's, it'll be a really messy set and a lot of drinking. <laughs> Actually, part of the set is very messy. Um, no, it's the self-reflection of somebody turning 60. And it, again, people, some people have read it. They thought it was pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. I uh, hope the people at Shawnee think it's pretty funny. So, but so I'm, just, I'm just very lazy when it comes to stuff. I mean, I just, I wish I had the one thing about Arlene I'm, I'm creative. My kids are very creative, all three of them. But if I married somebody like me that was lazy, my kids are all go-getters. They all have accomplished a lot more than 
I'm even going to accomplish by that. And that's all from Marlene. That's all her. Cause she is, like I said, she doesn't sit still. You know, she wants, she's made more phone calls to managers, managers, managers. Like, let me talk to your manager. No, let me talk to your manager. No, let me, she's, I think at one point she talked to the president of some company cause she didn't get a, you know, the right refund or something. If I ever have to get something done, like I have a dispute, I'll just call her. Do me a yeah. favor. Call the people at Comcast and tell them that I didn't pay for this. Okay, hold on. And she'll be like, okay, they'll fix it. It, it is. So for that alone, for my kids to get that part of her personality, I can't say it was worth it because it's been very expensive. But <laughs> maybe when they make it big, they'll, they'll, they'll write me a check. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Where, even before your writing took this, this turn, Right. Were, were you uh, a humorous, a positive guy as a young man, or no? I was. I was very. I. I. I hate to throw my son Alexander. Alexander's very quiet. He's good, but he's not. He's just. He's not very talkative. Like he's more like the grunt. You know. Yeah. How was. How was your day? Yeah, it was good. So I was complaining about that to my sister and her friend Alicia, and Alicia looked at me and goes, "Ow," because Alicia's known my sister since college. She goes, "I'd be at your house," and. and for three days, I'd be there, and I never saw you come out of your room. And I don't quite remember that, but I was more quiet and withdrawn. I don't know when it happened. Now I can't, sh I don't shut up. And when I tell people that I was a very quiet, like even going through my 20s probably, they, they don't believe me. They go, you were quiet? I go, I know. I don't know what happened. Uh, there must have been a pod in my basement. They grew another one of me. They replaced it, and here I am. So but, Arlene wins after all, then. She, <laughs> she did. That's where that pod money went. <laughs> um, now, so yeah, I, uh, I definitely was more like Alexander when I was younger. I just, I really don't remember being that way. But yeah, so I was, I was funny, but I wasn't writing funny. My, like I say, my stories were very, I try to be more darker, character driven. And so when I started doing this, I thought, I thought this was, this was a good step for me. And like I said, I wish I had been writing like this my whole life. Yeah. Well, it seems, I mean, from the outside looking in, knowing you for a whole, you know, 40 minutes, um, <laughs> it, it, it seems as if your ability to tap into the humor and make light of it made right. what could have been a really horrible experience into oh, a much lighter one. Yeah, I think so. I think I definitely take, I definitely take, I think I do, take a different take on things. Like something will happen and then other people might go, oh, you know, I hate, but then I go, but wait a minute. And I try to flip it to something more humorous. Um, actually, I started writing this way after reading, and I don't know which book, David Sedaris, one of the books, my son Danny or Amanda had a book from David Sedaris. And I was like, and he just writes about every day. You know, this is my life. This is me growing up. And I thought, I, 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 I don't have much of a life. I could do that. You know, I, I can write about so-and-so. And plus now that I was divorced and everything, I got, I had a lot of material. So really that's what turned it around was, and I don't remember which David Sedaris books. I read most of them by now. Um, but that reading that is what made me think I could, I could write this and it seems to be working so far. Hmm. Yeah. So. And you, you did mention you teased a book earlier. So is it, is the plan to do a, a compendium and then more additional yeah. stories or um it, it's not i'm trying very hard to write newer material uh but then my son danny kind of went what are you waiting for just you know take what you have already let's get this on let's get this going yeah. 
So I think I might, I already have like half the book written, all new material. So I might kind of, you know, mine Conflict in Scotch, take out some stuff, expand on it, and do that as the book and probably just try to do like self-publishing. And then, yeah, I could promote it hopefully on Good Ben Project hopefully. And then on my website, because there are a lot of ways to get stuff out there yeah. now uh, with the self-publishing. So we're, I'm hoping to get that done in, at some point. <laughs> at some point. I know. I told you I'm lazy. I got, yeah, I'm, I'm, lazy. Not, I'm not even, I didn't even put on pants for this interview. I'm just wearing the shirt. That's it. I'm, I'm too lazy. I don't want to go back, put on pants. Um, no, but I actually, my daughter, Amanda uh, for Christmas, painstakingly took every blog I wrote and had the, whatever those uh, snap fish or something and put them all into a book with my logo on top. And when I was opening, she goes, this is going to be the best present you ever got. And to see it in book format kind of got me going, you know what? I got to get this done because as nice as it is to see that I'd rather see a full edited, you know, complete stories, you know, with my name on the cover and conflict and scotch. All right. Well, I think I've told you this before, but I'm telling you here so that I remember it too. I teach people self-publishing and I hope you get published in a book. All right. So I remember, I remember that. Get and that that's, done. That's what, yes, I will. <laughs> it's easier than you are pretending it is. I, I think I, I think I built it up so much since I was, a, I mean, I wrote a book when I was a kid and I always said it was called Ballet with the Moon. To me, it was one of the best titles ever, but when I went back and read it, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. It's like, there's, I, I, I release it, and then you're off the bio. Say you're still nine <laughs> years old. Like what the hell? That's true. I was I was a child prodigy. Yeah. Um. But I, I always wanted to maybe go back and rework that now as I was older. But I'd rather start with because, like I say, I I enjoy this style of writing a lot better. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, all right. I'll I'll yeah, I'll say I'll get it done. But we all know. You know. I know. Yeah. These people all know that I'm lying through my teeth. Yeah. Uh, well, if, if I hear stories of the crime scene in New Jersey, I'll <laughs> yeah. the script around. <laughs> Save that. Uh, awesome. no. So uh, Arlene is engaged. Yes. So do, do you imagine, will you still have a tight relationship even after she is remarried or? Oh, I don't want to give away her life, but yeah, I don't think that'll change. Um, yeah, I think that'll be. I think that'll be the same. Uh, so, she's been engaged for a long time. So we'll see. We'll see how. We'll see what happens. So th- there is no date set. No, no. Okay. And but even then, I'm sure I'll be invited to the wedding. Just don't ask me to give the bride away. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'd be at the wedding if they had one. So I'm sure. I'm. Th- this must have happened already. There must be some new role that the friendly ex takes part in a ceremony somewhere somehow. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not not the wedding, but Christmas has been now. Instead, of, when the kids were younger, they'd come to my house. I'd open presents. Christmas is now all of us going to church together. It's, it's like we're Mormons. We got like multiple spouses. Uh, we all go to church together. We all go to dinner together, and then we go back to Arlene's house and we all open presents together. And then that's Christmas Eve, and then Christmas the next morning, I go over. We open the rest of the presents. We have, I mean, it's kind of a odd dynamic, but it works. I go out when they get the Christmas tree. <laughs> we went to cut down the Christmas tree by everybody. So it, yeah, it is a little weird. It should be a sitcom actually. Yeah, so it's something like you've, you found a way to be kind of the professional third wheel. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but no one feels awkward about it. Nobody feels awkward about it, especially when we go out to dinner. I, I am the one paying for it mostly. So that's a, I'm a paycheck to basically. That's what I am. But no, it's, it, it works out. I mean, it's, I, I would think, um, I think if most per- people took the opportunity to like just kind of calm down and everybody's life would be much easier. <laughs> so is that kind of your, uh, hmm, your words of wisdom? Just exhale. <laughs> exhale, calm down, drink a lot. And then, well, maybe not a lot, but drink. No, I, um, yeah, I think, like I said, I've seen so many people just go through hell, like pro- personal items they had for their whole lives getting destroyed. Um, you know, just being dragged back to court. One guy told me when I was getting divorced, he goes, if you have an argument and the police come, you got to make sure nothing, even if you broke a pencil, they're going to arrest you. And I'm like, that's horrible. I mean, so we've had our moments. I'm not going to say we were perfect, definitely early on. But I think if you just step back and go, all right, you know what? I don't need, you know, half that furniture. I don't need, you know, half everything. Um, and I did. I, they, I walked away with, you know, I was living on uh, one of the milk crates for my table, you know, and I got couches from an ex-sister-in-law. I got a bed from somebody, you know, I didn't care. I'm not big on that stuff. Yeah. And I think if you just, if you're able to just say, all right, you get it. Plus, my thing was, you're going, the kids are going with you. They need a place to live. They need a place to stay. They need, you know, and it's not worth all the drama for me to fight over some couch. Right. So, so yeah, if you just take a breath, step back. There's a, there's a saying that comes up in, in many shows. I, I, I tell guests and people, you know, you can be right or you can be happy. Right. And sometimes you get to be both. Right. But it's, right. it's rare, but it's, it yeah. sounds like you decide, no, I'd rather be happy than fight for yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And plus, I said, plus, I said, when, when I need help from her, it's like, okay, you know, she'll, she'll do something. Like I say, make phone calls for me or pick me up if my car breaks down. I don't see some of these other divorced couples going, hey, so and so, can you come pick me up? And the cop car rolls up and goes, you know, get in, you're, you're under arrest. Um, so, I mean, there's a benefit to it too. It's not all just, it's not, you're not just giving up everything you have. You're maintaining a relationship with somebody that you have kids with that you're going to see for the rest of your life, you know? Um, so it it, it works. Yeah. It goes back. I mean, you, you both consciously decided. Yeah. We'd rather have have a friend going forward in life than make an enemy going forward. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, not that it's easy. There are definitely times where it's frustrating as hell. Um, but Well, if, if you're fighting and battling, wouldn't that be frustrating too? <laughs> yeah, true. That's a good point. Good yeah, point. Like, like, yeah, it's not easy, but uh, it sure seems like it feels better than the alternative. True, and I got a blog out of it. I mean, <laughs> half my blogs are about Arlene. Right. And yeah, there's, there's plenty of angry, bitter men blogs. You don't need, we don't need one more. Yeah. No, see that I stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to get across and share? Um, no, I think I pretty much, you know, Read my blog, Conflict and Scotch. All your all your wisdom is in there, right? Conflict and Scotch. Right. Yeah, really. You have to read it from beginning to end, and then you'll <laughs> you know all the wisdom of the world. 
Do, no, do you know that... you know how many posts you have written? Uh, I I have no. I have to. I'd have to go count a couple of hundred, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, when I first started, I was doing one a week for like a, two years, hmm. and then I went, oh, I can't do this. Then I was doing like two a month, and then I would sometimes I go three months ago. Oh, I haven't I haven't written anything. So I kind of like the Goodman project where kind of like you say Wednesdays at five thirty. Wednesdays at five thirty. Uh, the new posts go up. So I'm trying not to reuse the old ones and try to write the new ones. Mm. And um, so that helps. It's a little, a little more discipline in that. Uh, and you know, they don't have to be, they're not epic. They're like between yeah. 600 and a thousand words. So um, oh, you're asking for my words of wisdom. I don't have any. Yeah. No, <laughs> read my blog. That, that's fine. Read my blog. <laughs> And try not to, you know, don't be an ass. You know, try to be nice to people. No. Very good. Uh, so Conflict and Scotch, The Good Men Project, and I, I, know, I don't know what happened at the Huffington Post, but they, they just decided to get rid of all their bloggers? Is that? Uh, as far as I know. I thought, at first I thought it was just me, and then I realized it was everybody. I, no, I do believe it started with you. I think it did. How good they felt. They heard about Arlene and um, Al keeps writing about this woman. We got to get rid of, you know what? It'll look bad if we just get rid of Al. So let's just get rid of everybody. <laughs> it's probably worth it to them to get rid of me. Um, actually, I'm very happy. You know, God closes a door, opens a window kind of thing or yeah. whatever. Um, I don't, he's opening doors or windows. I don't remember which one. But that brought me back to the Goodman Project and then got me the weekly column, got me hooked up with you. And then, you know maybe help that'll force me a little bit more to do the the book with your self-publishing uh information yeah. and um, I, I love forcing people to do things so yeah that's good <laughs> i need i need people to force me to do things that might sound wrong but i always said if i could just find an agent or somebody that tells me what i have to do then i will do it left to my own devices my house looks like this you know the only time my house is clean like i said when i'm dating somebody and that's why it's such a mess yeah. Oh. So there's going to be that awkward time of the, the first date. Oh, they came to the house. Oh, good. Oh, no. Nobody's coming to my house on the first date. You know, um, nothing to pick you up, drop you off, anything. <laughs> I will stand on the corner under a streetlight. I'll wear, I'll wear a red carnation. I, I don't care. Nobody's coming to my house. <laughs> um, actually, one of the best uh, best gifts I ever got was a woman I was dating. She goes, "Leave your door open." I'm like, "Okay." I came home and she had my house clean from top to bottom. <laughs> it was great. And so I recommend that for anybody that's dating somebody messy. But you let her get away. Uh, yeah, I, that, that wasn't going to work out either. All right. You just well, used it for her cleaning? I used it for her cleaning prowess. Um, maybe it is me. I think it is me, to tell you the truth. Um, I think I'm way too picky. I think I'm way too judgmental of people. Um, so I, I, I fully believe when people say it's not me, it's you, it's, it's me. I understand that. Yeah. So. I think whenever anyone says, it's not me, it's you, we're all talking about you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are the universal you. <laughs> I wonder why that couple down the street kept yelling at me. You, it's you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, uh, um, and so uh, my wife shared a comment that I, I, don't, I don't think this was intended as your words of wisdom, but my <laughs> wife has said, it may be worth getting divorced to have someone clean my house. So, <laughs> See? so thank you, Al. <laughs> there's, a, there's always a bright side and a clean toilet. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. So what else were we talking about? What was the last thing you said? I lost track. Yeah. I think we were about to say goodbye. 
Okay. <laughs> it feels like as we come in for a landing. So, but, uh, did, oh, so uh, yeah, Huffington Post is, is is your content still at Huffington Post somewhere? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, if you okay. search Aldi Louise Huffington Post, it's it, it'll always I guess it'll just stay there. Huh. And because uh, when I do recycle something for the Good Men Project, I'll get it off of that. Yeah. I'll update it, change it, clean it up a little bit, and then submit it. But tell you that it was originally from the Huffington Post. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ch- hopefully do more original stuff than than recycle the old things. But it one a week sometimes does you know things come up, yeah. so it's nice to have that you know backup. Yeah, I can just pull something and then send it up to you guys. Cool, it works for everybody. So what's the chat thing on the bottom? Are people talking or I see yeah. four chat? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's four chats right there. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't you didn't open that window. Yes, everyone is oh, talking. Am I supposed? Am I supposed to talk? To. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, didn't we have a lesson on this an hour ago, Al? <laughs> you you did. That's how you end up missing all the. I can't read it. Actually, I, somebody did make a perfectly good. Uh, oh, Dante, <laughs> he sent my nephew. Says uh, words of wisdom. Make sure nobody ever watches the third Godfather movie. Never watched the third Godfather movie. It, they just totally destroyed it. No, has that been a blog yet? Uh, I actually, I actually did bring that up in a blog where I had a blog where I was gonna. I said, um, uh, I, I'm trying to get my youngest son Danny killed, and for some reason Danny was always with me. One time we were driving down Route 22, and there was a couch in the middle of the road, so I pull over and. Me and Danny are trying to drag this couch out of the middle of the road. And of course, like a, like a bad movie, my foot got caught in the springs as cars were coming at me. So I'm telling Danny, get off the road. So I'm pulling the thing. And normally we just untie your shoe and take your foot out. But So I'm pulling the couch. So finally I get my shoe out and this big truck just comes and demolishes the car, the, the, uh, the sofa. But another time... I see this couple get cut off or this couple cut off this van full of people and they pulled into this parking lot. So I circled around and pulled up in case this couple's going to get killed. So I pull up and I throw my cell phone to Danny and I go, listen, if anything happens, call 911. And remember, never watch the third Godfather movie. And then I got out of the car. <laughs> so I have used that before because <laughs> it's a hard, it's a horrible movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just because the other ones, uh, were um yeah it's by comparison yeah oh more there's a more button here i feel like a chimp I can't oh, the, chimp, the chimps figure it out quicker i think they did i think one of them put a comment why, <laughs> why aren't you reading this <laughs> oh all right i don't know oh that's to somebody okay this is nice to see a couple that are doing this yeah it does make life easier might be worth somebody clean my house. <laughs> nice. So right. I didn't re- I didn't realize I could open this the comment thing. I'm sorry. I'm ashamed. I'm a computer programmer, by the way. So that makes <laughs> that, that is not the time to say that. <laughs> that that's uh, I've told you, I'm very honest. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you, Al, for joining us. Well, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being here. <laughs> thank you for This has been a nice change of pace for, for the Real Men Feel show as well. And again, I, I love reading your content. It's a great change of pace well, for, for everyone else. 
and, Thank uh, you and thanks to the, the whole Al fan club. We had a lot of people <laughs> live filling up the chat room without you realizing it. By <laughs> now, right? Yeah. And uh, again, Conflict and Scotch, Huffington Post, The Good Men Project at realmenfield.org. We'll have uh, links to all those various places to, to read up and stay in tune with Al and his adventures with Arlene and beyond. And uh, again, thanks everyone right. for listening. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Real Men Field. Until next week, visit realmenfield.org or the Real Men Field Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Field. Reach out to us at realmenfield at gmail.com. Show us some love by visiting realmenfield.org slash swag or digitaltipjar.com slash realmenfield. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.